BHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi, folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's calabaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. KB Cabaret would also like to introduce a new voice talent, Dawn Gould. Welcome to our town, welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. Don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, we're pleased to present our musical guest, guitarist Eric DeVito. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. And now KB Cabaret presents Advice with Granny Ada, Parlor City's cherished advice columnist. Dear Granny Ada, What do you think about online dating? For the last three weeks, I have been online with this wonderful man from Rhode Island who is working for one of the many oil rigs in Saudi Arabia. He told me he has a 13-year-old daughter with him, and she loves it there. Granietta, I never met such a kind, romantic, loving man as Sebastian. He's also such a wonderful father. He has sent me roses and poetry. I'm swept away. My dilemma is this. His little girl lost her passport, and his money is tied up in investment funds overseas. He's desperate. He's asking me to wire him $10,000, so he can pay for his daughter's papers and airfare back to the country. What is the most secure way for me to send these funds to my darling Sebastian and his poor little girl? I'm in love and lost in space. Dear Lost, how delightful! 
You seem head over heels for this virtual Romeo. He seems like a real gem. My best advice is for you to keep your funds in your pocket. That is the safest, most secure route you can take. This is a scam, dear. No man would ask you to send him $10,000 for anything in three months. You've never met him, or held him, or had him. Drop him, and fast. Otherwise, you will be asking for money from your family to bail you out of the poorhouse. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada during the show. Come on in. Ladies and gentlemen, Parlor City chef extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps. Oh, my. Thank you, dear. My, Beulah, you look all sporty this morning. Ready to go to the gym? Well, you are right, dear. I am ready to train, and I brought my life coach, Bernadette Bowes, along. Would you like to meet her? She's right outside. Why, of course, Beulah. The more the merrier, I always say. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Bernadette Bose. Oh, well, that's very nice of you. Bernadette is helping to get in shape for the summer. She has mapped out exercises I must adhere to. Our bodies must be in constant movement. Mother Nature made us mobile, not sedentary. I appreciate that. You look perfectly mobile and in shape. Well, I exercise three hours a day. That includes cardio, toning, and planks. And Bernadette here has told me I must keep saturated. That's right. Drinking at least 10 8-ounce glasses of water a day is most important for our metabolism and additional health benefits. Well, Beulah is kind of an expert in keeping saturated. Really? I'm impressed. <laughs> well, dear, I especially am tickled by the protein shake that Bernadette has recommended for me to make. This is a specially formulated protein shake that is made up of all sorts of super fruits and super greens, creating super energy and super nutrition. That's right. And I added some additional super fruits to boost the flavor to make it even more super. There's some plums, pears, and peaches right inside to give this protein shake extra shake-up. <laughs> Here, I've brought 20-ounce shakes for the both of you. Thank you. Thank you, Beulah. Cheers. Mmm, this is yummy. Oh, my. Um, <clears throat> Beulah, may I talk to you privately for a moment? Why, of course, dear. What's on your mind, dear? Did you add distilled fermented fruit to the shake? <gasps> Why, whatever do you mean, dear? Is this moonshine? <laughs> Oh, how did you guess, dear? Because it's super strong. Well, Bernadette is enjoying hers. Don't you think we ought to tell her? Oh, no, dear, don't. She's been having a bad time with her boyfriend lately. Let her enjoy herself a little. Besides, she's working me to the bone. I need some rest. 
I don't know. I still think we should tell her. Look, dear, how happy she is. Mm, ah, Beulah, do you have any more of this super protein mixture? It's so super. Oh, you can have Breeze. I don't think that's really a good idea. Don't you like me? No, it's not. Uh, then give, give it to me. I want it. Here, dear, enjoy. Beulah. No, Bernadette, slow down. I have to tell you, in good conscience, you're drinking moonshine. Kill Joy. Mm, you're right. No, you're wrong. This this is pure sunny sunshine. Woohoo! Ah, ah, I'm running, running, I'm running on pure sunshine. Ah, let's, let's do some blanks. And she's out. Good job, Beulah. <laughs> oh, boys, would you kindly take Miss Bernadette Bowes home? Oh, Beulah, poor Miss Bowes. Oh, never you mind your pretty little head. She'll be just fine after her power nap. <laughs> well, Doodles, I got to run. Have to keep the body moving. Cheers. Bye. Well, folks, to be fair, I shall be posting our real protein shake recipe on Beulah's link. Just go to kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot C-O-M. And scroll down to Beulah's Recipe Bar. Is this on? <clears throat> oh, okay. Hi. This is Midge, the poodle. And this is my part of the show that I call The World as I See It. In this segment, I'm going to talk about ducks. You see, every year when it's boating season, my mom feeds the ducks in the lake. They're awesome. Mom likes to communicate with the ducks by giving them seeds. All she has to do is wave a handful of seeds and the ducks just show up. At first I thought she was fattening them, you know, for dinner. And that's why I did not bark at them. I figured fattening up the ducks would be yummy on a plate with a little cherry sauce or something. But then I realized she was just observing them. So I decided to observe them, too. They quack a lot, and they fight. If a duck is not part of the flock, well, look out. Your tail feathers are destined to be plucked. Then there are the babies. Uh, they will snatch the food right out of the mama duck's mouth. I never saw anything so rude. They don't care. But my mom will just go around and feed them, too. 
the male ducks are there for looks, I guess, just like any other man. Um, they swim around waiting for seeds to be popped in their mouths. <clears throat> They're less aggressive if it's their own flock. After a while, they get familiar with my mom, so they eat right out of her hand and even come up on the boat and visit. We get along fine as long as they don't talk to me. One day I'm going to catch one and when mom's not looking. After all, I am a poodle and it's in my blood to hunt. Let's see how they really taste with cherry sauce. This is Midge the Poodle. And that's the world as I see it. I would like to welcome Eric DeVito, guitarist and composer, to my studio at BHH Productions and KB Cabaret. What a beautiful, soothing jazz blend. Tell me a little, Eric, of what inspired the song Sanskrit. I wanted to compose something that had a very kind of ethereal vibe to it. A lot of my tunes tend to be kind of have certain groove-oriented vamps or reoccurring themes that tend to be a little more groove-oriented, and I wanted something that was much more open and ambient and left a lot of room in it for kind of freedom. Um, so actually there's a very particular song, uh, John Coltrane's song, After the Rain, and it kind of has a little bit of that kind of vibe or in a particular version of that song I was listening to probably. I kind of wanted that very open feel. So it's very kind of ambient and grows organically, and it, there's a lot of um, within kind of the harmonic structure, and even the form itself is kind of a... Uh, Let's listen to Eric DeVito soothing Gibson guitar sounds of Sanskrit, featuring Steve Wilson, Corcoran Holt, and Alyssa Falk Verhain from his 2013 second studio release album called The Second Time Around. Here is Sanskrit. <laughs>
Welcome, Mrs. Hewitt. Have a seat. A counselor will be right with you. Thank you. Have you been in one of these counseling sessions before? No, I haven't. I must say I'm very nervous. Well, let me assure you, there is nothing to be nervous about. The counselors here are extremely professional, and they value your privacy. Mrs. Hewitt, Mr. Lambert, your counselor is ready to see you now. Thank you. Mrs. Hewitt? Yes, that's right. Let's get the preliminaries out of the way. May I ask you for your birth date? Yes, <clears throat> August 11th. Year? 1962. Mid-50s? Yes. Very good. Have you ever been fitted for one of these before? No. Um, no, I haven't. Well, then, this will be a treat. I love to see the look of a new client when they see how luxurious everything is. Unfortunately, my husband couldn't come with me, but he trusts my taste. He says ultimately this is for me anyway. Well, we would have liked to have your husband here at the same time, but oh well. If you only have lemons, uh, I guess we'll just have to make lemonade. <laughs> now, you've selected Petunia Periwinkle. That is one of our most popular colors for the ladies. I think it rather matches your skin color. Yes, yes. Yes, it does. Here, take a look in the mirror. Oh, yes. It does highlight my complexion. We could always put more blush on, certainly. Now, your hair. Are you going to keep it that color? I don't know. I, I think maybe I'll be highlighting my hair at some point. Hmm. I think darker would pick up your natural skin color more. Here's a strand of the darker shade. Hmm? I guess. Ha, right. Very good, then. Darker it is. These are the shades I recommend. Mm, okay. Now for the dress. Um, do you envision a cocktail dress or evening gown? Well, I really thought I would wear a pantsuit. A pantsuit? Oh, my dear lady. A pantsuit will never do for such an occasion. Oh, well, then, I don't know. I, I'm usually more comfortable in a pantsuit. My dear, I am sure you will be just as comfortable in this delicate rose organza gown with a silk tap a sash in the color lilac. Oh, that's lovely. But are you sure that's me? Oh my, yes. Perfect. I'll just take your measurements. Five foot four. Width. Well, yes, on the higher side, but better bigger than smaller, right? Don't want to get tight, right? Of course, right. You know, I was wondering if you airbrush. Oh, why, my dear? We are the best in town. What did you have in mind? Well, since I'm an opera singer, perhaps a butterfly in a rose on piano keys. Oh, this is exciting. We just received some lovely ebony that will go beautifully with those, perhaps with sterling silver inlays. Oh, Mr. Lambert, you and me. Made me so happy. Excuse me, Mr. Lambert. Mrs. Hewitt's husband has arrived. Oh, wonderful. Send him in. Oh, darling, this is such a surprise. My meeting let out early, and I was curious what went down here. I've never been so excited. We have gowns, the colors, makeup, hair extensions, and the airbrushed ebony with sterling inlays. I think now we just have to cover whether we want full seven-course sit-down dinner or full-service hors d'oeuvres with a dessert bar. You said there were about 300 coming, yes? Well, I hope so, anyway. Wait, what are you talking talking about 300. How do you know? In a sit-down dinner? This is bigger than our wedding. And you're not even dead yet, Beverly. I was thinking four-piece band and perhaps fireworks, Mrs. Hewitt. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear that, darling? Fireworks. Oh, I love fireworks. You won't even be around to hear them, Beverly. How much is this funeral going to cost us, Lambert? Oh, well, you can't put a price on perfection. How much, Lambert? Well, <clears throat> with everything, including the fireworks, and I'm not even sure we'll be having open bar. Um, we're in the ballpark of 
400000 What? Oh, no, that's not right, Beverly. You're coming with me across the street and get the same arrangement I'm getting when I die. Spiro's crematory. 1000 bucks, including the cardboard box and the engraved urn. Oh, my God, cardboard box? What difference does it make? Our souls will be outside of the box anyway. I bet you Lambert doesn't even have you buried for that cost. Well, <clears throat> burials and headstones are expensive these days. That's it, Beverly. Let's get out of here. You have at least 30 years to think about this. But the periwinkle petunias. Are you coming with me, Beverly? No. You die your way, I'll die mine. We could always sell the house and live in an apartment. You're crazy. You have to lock in the bargain price now, Mr. Hewitt. What about the boat? We don't need the boat. You sell the boat, you might as well sell me too. The timeshare? <laughs> I can't breathe. I need air. Look, why don't you go across the street? Spiros will take care of you. Drop dead, Lambert. You first, buddy. Jeez, I can't believe you two. Get a life, guys. This is my funeral we're talking about here. It's so nice to be out in a restaurant, and I don't have to cook. Well, that's why I brought you here. That's why I love you. You are a thoughtful and generous man. Why, thank you, darling. Good evening. My name is Daryl, and I'll be your server tonight. Welcome to Darwin's. Have you ever dined with us before? No. No, this is a first time. Marvelous. Well, let me explain what we do here. Here, we let you choose an experience from either of the feeding categories. What are you, an herbivore or a carnivore? Oh, well, that's simple. I'm the herbivore. And I'm the carnivore. Very good. Each of you will be supplied your various gear to gather your food. Then we prepare it for you in our award-winning kitchen. Come with me, please. This is so exciting. I guess. Here we are, out in the forest. This looks so real. But it's not, right? We here at Darwin's try to make the experience the most authentic as possible. Sir, your spear and blade. Ma'am, a small shovel and sickle. And here, put these on, please. You have to wear rubber coats and boots? Yes, sir. Things can get messy. Oh, my. You have 15 minutes to gather your food and place them in the designated trough. Your names are already on them. Ready? Hunt and gather. Uh, this is a little awkward. I wish I knew we were going to do this. I wouldn't have worn a pin skirt and heels. Oh, blueberries! I had no idea. Oh, wait. Wait, I see something. Shh. It's a rabbit. You're not going to kill a bunny, are you? Well, this is Darwin's. It's all about survival, Claire. All about survival. Carl! Carl! Are you all right? I missed it by a hair. Don't worry about me. Just a little scratched up. Ooh, what's there? Boy, he's really into this. <gasps> oh, mushrooms! And raspberries! Oh, oh, and, and what's that stock? It's an onion! Claire and Carl, you have two minutes to put your food into your trough. Oh, no, I can't just eat ten berries, two mushrooms, and an onion. What else is there? Where's the romaine or the spinach? Come on, honey. Let's run. We're almost out of time. Wait, I almost dug this out. 
Come on. Okay, okay. That's your trough, and that's mine. Come on. Throw in the food. Back to civilization. Oh, that was fun. I felt the call of the wild, the connection to my hunter ancestry. I guess. At least in my yard, I know where everything is. Here we are, survivors. Your own gatherings prepared by our Darwinian chefs. What's this? That, my dear, is a grilled wood rat. Oh. What are you eating? Apparently a salad. Mm. Is everything prepared to your satisfaction? Say, do you have some bottled wine we don't have to stomp on? Of course, sir. We carry only the best vintage wine in town, starting at $150 a bottle. Fine. Bring out a couple of those. Maybe if we get drunk enough, we'll down this meal. Yes, sir. That's the secret to our restaurant survival, sir. It's the Darwinian way. Tell me a little background of the man from Queens, New York, the composer and the teacher, Eric DeVito. I'm a full-time music teacher. I created a couple of programs, uh, elementary and middle school music curriculum in Lower Manhattan. I've been doing that for about a decade also. And I've always, you know, been a, an active performer, both in the classical genre and the jazz genre. Original composition was something that I kind of always valued as much as just being a performer and improviser. So it was kind of natural when I did my first record, and I wanted it to really um, feature my original compositions on there. And I think on that first album, pretty much all of the tracks, there's 10 tracks on that album, and nine of them are my original compositions. On the second album, it's a little less, only three of them or something original. So I, I wanted to do a little more jazz, traditional jazz standards on the second album. The song Autumn, I understand, has a significant message that inspires this lovely melody. My wife was pregnant with our first child. At the time, we were thinking about names, but I always liked the name. I kind of wrote it as a tune for my soon-to-be child, wondering if it was going to be a girl, because I always liked the name Autumn for a girl. So it was kind of supposed to be something that was very pretty and a little more folk sound oriented. Um, so I used the steel string guitar on that. And like a ballad. It was supposed to be something very gentle. Let's listen to Eric DeVito's Autumn from the album Second Time Around, featuring Alyssa Falk, Verhain on drums, Steve Wilson on sax, and Corcoran Holt on bass. And of course, Eric on guitar.
Great old library. I know. We're one of the few small towns that decided to preserve our old-fashioned library and not go with the new. You're right. Many towns I go visit have newly built libraries. They're nice, but I prefer the old-fashioned atmosphere. Mmm. Love that old book smell. And look at that mezzanine. So rustic. Yeah, rustic. This particular building was built in 1904. Did you know that Carnegie donated 75 grand for the startup? Really? How interesting. Beautiful building. Oh, I'm glad you brought me here, Carl. Now, what did you want to get out again? Any book on marketing. I know how to make my product, I just don't know how to sell it. Well, let's ask the librarian at the front information desk. I think it's back there. I wish I didn't wear my heels. I'm making so much noise in this echoey hallway. Oh, there is a man sitting at the information desk. Isn't he cute? (laughs) Looks like he's as old as the library. Wow. Excuse me, sir. I'm looking for books on marketing. Wallpaper hanging? Yes, that's in the 600 section. Um, oh, uh, no, sir. Marketing. Sales. Oh, marketing. Why didn't you say so? That's in the 300s. What are you selling? Does it make a difference? Does it make a difference? There's a world of difference in selling tools, for instance, and sewing patterns. Oh, well, um, I'm marketing a softening product. Softening products? Like fabric softeners? No, more like constipation. Constipation? (laughs) Sir, just tell us where the books are. We'll figure it out. Oh, we can always go to the plumbing section. (laughs) Just uh, point the books out to us, please. Constipation is a hard category. (laughs) Sir. Let me think. My brain is clogged up. Sir, that section is always packed in and backed up to the rafters. (laughs) Just tell us where the marketing section is. Sir, sir, I'm sorry, but I have to ask you to keep it down. This is a library. People are trying to read. Shh. Brought to you by Acme Online Marketing. Nostalgia may look sweet, but high-tech modern marketing sounds sweeter. Tell me about the song Second Story. How is this song structured? Second story is probably the most complex form line. Actually, when I perform that tune live, a lot of times you can almost move a few things around form-wise depending on the instrumentation. Like, it sounds a little different when I play it without a saxophone player. But there are kind of certain sections of the tune that are set to 
be a certain way and it has set melodies and counter melody things but within each of those sections there's a large you know degree of improvisation and in some aspects like the you know there's some bigger solo sections in the tune like there's a, the whole main middle of the tune it's completely improvised but based around uh, like a certain groove you know if you listen to the tune you can almost hear like three distinct sections you hear kind of the beginning section and there's kind of like an, a C section which has a little more of a pop tune kind of feel to it and then it kind of goes into this bigger improvisational section and then it kind of comes back again oh yeah that's a pretty complex one it, even though there's a lot of improvisation that tune it's probably of, of most of my tunes it's probably one of the most i don't want to say the most but it's one of the more uh i don't want to say restricted but structured tunes so let's hear eric devito's second story Thank you. 
And now, kids, it's time for How to Deal with Your Parents, starring Barney Bowes the Clown, brought to you by the law offices of Hewitt, Newitt, and Blewitt, the law firm that represents the stressed, repressed, and depressed. Hey, kids, I'm Barney Bowes the Clown, and I'm here to help you deal with your parents. Here at Barney Bowes Place, we provide a stress-free environment for kids, where kids can be kids and express themselves. This week on our show, we have four amazing kids from our studio audience. Marsha, a 7-year-old from down the street. Mikey, a 10-year-old from down the street. Jessica, an 8-year-old from down the street. And Jimmy, a 9-year-old from down the street. Jimmy? Where's Jimmy? Jimmy's not here anymore. And he's not coming back. I'm his replacement. Well, who are you? And how did you get on the show? I'm Fred, a 54-year-old from Paris, New York. Oh, uh, Fred, you realize this is a show for kids, right? Yes, I do, Barney Bowes, sir. Well, you're 54. Yes, sir, I know. And you see nothing strange with this? I love kids, Barney. Now, can we move this thing along? Okay. Well, then let's start the show. It's Friday night and you want to stay up late. What do you do, Marsha? I ask my parents after dinner when their tummies are full and they are content. I I also help put away the dishes. Well, that's very diplomatic and wise, Marsha. Your parents may very well allow you to stay up late when you kindly express yourself in a helpful and positive way. Mikey? I'll do the same. Good. Jessica? I do the same, too. I I would also promise to do my homework on time for the rest of the week. Good answer, Jessica, but be careful when giving a promise. Make sure you don't bite off more than you can chew. Okay, then I'll do Monday's homework on time. That a girl. Fred? I'd promise to let my parents out of the basement if they keep their trap shut when I watch late TV. What? What are you talking about? Then, I'd let them sleep on the futon instead of the floor if they behave. Well, you lock your parents in the basement? That's right. You're kind of creepy, mister. Yeah, it's not very nice to lock your parents in the basement. Mind your own business, kid. You're mean. Mom and Dad let us sleep on the sofa bed in the den if my sister and I are good, and we pretend we are camping. My mom slept on the floor of my room when I was sick with the flu. You see, Mikey? Her mom sleeps on the floor, too. Yeah, when she had the flu. Look, my parents are mean to me, too. Last week they said I was bad and were ready to call the police, but they didn't. You know why? They were locked in the basement. Were you bad? No. I feed my parents almost every day. I give them a roof over their head, and I even let them go outside once a week. Can they play their computer games? If they give me money and do their chores. That's good. My parents don't let me play. Okay. Uh, time for another question. (laughs) Uh, it's a school day. You come down for breakfast dress and ready to go and your parents say you're not wearing appropriate school clothes. What do you do? I would tell them other girls are wearing the same things and I just want to fit in. That won't work, Jessica. Lock them in the basement and tell them they won't get dinner if they make you change your clothes. That's good. 
good. No, Jessica. You can't tell your parents that. Why not? Probably they'd get very angry with you and make you stand in the corner. Not if they're locked in the basement. I don't want to play this game anymore. I need dry pants. Okay, kids. That's all for our show today. All of you get a special meal certificate at Cheesy Charlie's and two free sessions with Francis Feinberg, family counselor. And for you, Fred, well, you get a special prize for being our special guest. An escorted ride to the NYPD. Oh, gee, what does that stand for? Uh, New York Parents Discipline Department. Better be. Well, this is Barney Bowes, the clown, signing off, saying goodbye, boys and girls. Yeah, yeah, you know what Barney's doing right now? (laughs) Getting a drink, that's what Barney's doing. Who the hell vetted that guy? That's what I want to know. Letting every Tom, Dick, and Freddy... Hey, what the hell's wrong with this mic? That was How to Deal with Your Parents, brought to you by the law offices of Hewitt, Newitt, and Blewitt, the law firm that represents the stressed, repressed, and depressed. That's a wrap. So what did you do today? I was returning some items at the store. Oh. Yes, but the person at the exchange desk was out to lunch, and I had to wait until he got back. I see. So you waited. Oh, yes. I was seventh in line. Oh, your lucky number. Uh Uh-huh. I asked the lady in front of me what she was returning, and she said, I'm returning these shoes for my children. They're too tight. And I said, shame on you for letting them drink. So then I moved forward, and I was sixth in line. Oh, the clerk came back from lunch. No, the lady in front of me moved to the back of the line. And then you were? Sixth. Uh Uh-huh. Ooh, but the man who is in line in front of me now... Looked peculiar. How so? Well, he had a lot of hair on the side, but he didn't have any hair on top. I said, I said, my, you must have grown fast when you were a boy. You grew right up through your hair. Very nice. Then I was fifth. Moving up fast. And then there was the lady and her husband in front of me, and I said I hoped the exchange clerk would hurry back from lunch. And she said, so do I. I have to exchange for my husband. His hat's too small. And you said... Why do you have to change your husband? Just get him a larger hat. Now you were four. No, three. Oh, they both moved. That's right. And the little fat man jumped out of line, and I was second. Well, what did you say to him? Nothing. He backed into my umbrella. Oh, I see. Now the girl who was in front of me, well, she was rather rude. I was talking about the movies, and she interrupted and said something about how to be single. And I said, you won't be for long if you wear that neckline as low as you are now. And by then the clerk came back, and you were in the front of the line. No, I was in the back. In the back? Yes, everyone kept moving back there, and I was curious to see what was going on. Ah. And you know it was a good thing I moved back there. Really? Yes, I heard someone say there was a crazy woman in the front. The song Pastime is a song off your album called Breaking the Ice, debuting in 2012. Yeah, it's really an homage to Joe Pass. kind of one of my guitar heroes, one of my inspirations and influences, especially when it comes to solo guitar stuff, even though that's not a solo arrangement. Before we play this song, I just want to thank you, Eric, for being on our show today. Eric's music is available for download. Just go to KB Cabaret's Musicians page and click on to Eric DeVito's website. That's KB Cabaret, K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot com, the Musicians page, and find Eric and all our other featured artists from the show. We shall lead out the show with the song Pastime. It features bass player Corcoran Holt and drummer Nadas Nierzelnecker. 
And of course, Eric DeVito on guitar. Pastime. Thank you. 
folks, that's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. I want to thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer, who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up with our climbing number of over 20,000-plus listeners and growing that we are generating live on this show, our podcast, and on iTunes. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. Share our policy. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.